when you see a Tzuret HaDaf, the form of the, of the Gemara page of Daf Nun Vav Amud Aleph, you look at it if you see it like um, just a line or two of a Gemara and a page of Tosfos, it's the dream of the Daf Yomi learner because there's only two lines of Gemara. <laughs> and it's the nightmare of the Iyun learner because there's such a lot of Tosfos. And that's because the sugya that we're dealing with here is the din of, of Barreiro, um, which I'm going to explain just a, just a little bit because... It's, it's such a fascinating and brilliant concept. Uh, so we'll, we'll just touch the surface of it because it's, just, it's one of the complicated sugyas of, of Shas. Um, and, and Breira, in short, is uh, it's something like a condition, like a tznai. A tznai m- means that you can do something now that will only be triggered in the future. Uh, so you can say, I'm... Being Mekadish, this woman, I'm marrying this woman on the condition that something happens in the future. Uh, when that thing happens, it triggers the Kiddushin from, from now, retrospectively. And there are many, many, many cases of Tanaim. Breira is much more complicated. Breira is there's more than one possibility. And not only does the does the future event trigger the present, but it clarifies, Brera means it, to clarification, it, it, it clarifies what actually happened in, at, in, in the present. So it's, it's a little more subtle and a little bit more complicated. And understanding the difference between a Tanai and Brera is what this little piece of Gomorrah does. Gomorrah is on Daphnun Vovam with Bayes. Uh, where we're looking at where do we know from that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't agree with the idea of Breira. So Tznoim, everybody agrees that Tznai works in one form or another, but not everybody agrees that Breira works. Uh, and I'm gonna, as, as, I, as we go into this, I'm going to try and explain to you why Breira is such an important life concept, not just a, a concept in Halacha. That's why it's so important to try and grasp something of it. And so we, where do we learn that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold Breira? So we're going to get into a piece proving that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold Breira. But from that piece, we'll understand better what Breira is. So the Tani Ayo, Ayo was a Tana, we don't know much about him, who, who learned. Rabbi, it's also, I think, one of Jupiter's moons. But anyway, here it doesn't mean Jupiter's moon, it means a Tana. Who said in the name that Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ein Adam matner al shnei dvarim ke'echad. You can't make a tanai with two pieces to it, and, and it's not clear which one is going to, is going to play out. But, however, the Nihad gives a, a scenario, a case. So here you've got a person who knows that a chocham is going to come and give a shir. And, and the place where he's going to come from and give the shir is either to the east or the, to the west, of where he can make an Eruv. So, so he can't walk more than 2,000 Amas outside of his city. In order to hear the shear, he's going to have to go more than 2,000 Amas out of the city. So he puts an Eruv within the 2,000 Amas of the city. Um, and now the question is, from that point of the Eruv, is the Chochem going to come from the east or the west? Because uh, the Eruv only has another 2,000. It, it extends the, the Tchum by another 2,000 Amot. So it's either going to extend it eastward or westward. It can't do both, because both, that would be 4,000 Amot. But he doesn't know which side the Chochem's coming from. Lamarav, if it turns out that the Chochem comes and gives a shear on the west side of his Eruv, Eruv or Lamarav, then he can walk to the west, and that's good. 
או למזרח, עירוב ולמזרח, למערב, עירוב ולמערב. אבל לכאן ולכאן לא. But not both. What does מכאן ולכאן mean? If he says two חכומים are coming to, to town. One's coming from the east and one's coming from the west. I know that. I just don't know whose shir I'm going to feel like listening to tomorrow. So I will make up my mind tomorrow which, um, which, one, which one I'm going to. Now, the, the thing that we need to understand with an Eruv is it's chal ben ashmashot. It takes effect sunset on Friday evening. That's when it kicks into effect. So he's now placing future conditions of where the Eruv will be chal retrospectively, because the Chochem is coming the next day on Shabbos. So if he says, I know that the, 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 the two of them are coming, I want to be able to choose which one, which one, and they discussed it in the Beis HaMedrash, and they said, why doesn't it work if there are two Chachomim um, coming on both sides, and he wants to have the option of deciding which way to go? That doesn't work. Because Rabbi Yehuda holds ain Breira. There you see that Rabbi Yehuda holds, we don't say Breira. This, this doesn't work. But if that's the case, If he knows that one Chochum is coming, he just doesn't know whether it's Mizrach or isn't that also Breira? So I'm saying, I'm putting this Eruv here, it's going to extend my Tchum another 2,000 Amot. I don't know if it's going to extend it east or west. When the Chochem comes, that will clarify whether when I put my Erev up now, it was meant to go east and west, says the, says, says the Tana, but that in itself is Breira, is it not? And Rabbi Yochanan says what we're talking about here, you're right. If it was just, even if it was just one Chochem was coming, and the Tchum works either Mizrach or Mairav, either to the east or to the west. We'll only know which one it is tomorrow. That is Breira, and Rabbi Yehuda wouldn't go with that. Because you're clarifying uh, from the event that still has to take place which of the two it is. But the case we're talking about here is the Chochem's already in town. He doesn't know where the Chochem came from. The Chochem ar- arrived already, and he set up shop already. He doesn't know whether it's on the east or the west. But the fact is that it's already been clarified, just not to him. And we have an, an, an interesting idea just to, to understand some of the nuances of, of, of doubt, which is, which is rather important. Um, you'll see uh, down at the bottom, I bring the Shulchan Aruch in Yeridei and Hilkas Tairuvus, a very difficult simon, that talks about if, if something mixed up, kosher and treif mixed up, and it's spilt before you had a chance to measure whether there's a rov or there's not, or there's not a rov. Uh, and the Gemara says then, and then there's certain halachas, and we're quite making. But if you've got isur and heter mixed up together in front of us, and you can't measure it, it's very close, and you can't tell which is more. Even though it's a drabon and it's also. Why, says the Shach? Very important principle in halacha. If you don't know something, that's not a, not a doubt. You can't say, I'm in doubt. You're not in doubt. You're, in, you're ignorant. There's a difference between ignorance and doubt. A sophic, that doesn't mean I don't have the data. The doubt, that's called an idiot. It's not called 
It's not called Sophic. Sophic is lambda. Sophic is a real serious thing. Sophic is when the data creates a doubt. Then you're in Sophic. But if you don't know the data, you're not in Sophic, you're in ignoramus. That, that's all that that is. And one has to be very careful. It's not a Sophic that I bought and it's not a Sophic that I So we don't treat it as a Sophic at all if you're missing data. Then you go and get the data. So says, says Rashi in Chulin, which I've brought above here, this case here is not, is not a Sophic for which you need Bereira. This is not a Sophic at all. This is just a Dashotim. He doesn't have, he doesn't know. The Rebbe has arrived. He doesn't know which side he's on. So Bereira doesn't kick in if there's no Sophic. It's got to be a real Lomdisha Sophic. And then you can say, does Bereira work? But if it's not a Sophic, you just don't know the data, you don't know the facts, we don't even come on to Brera. That's how the um, Harashi explains this little piece of Gomorrah, because the same Gomorrah appears in Chulin and various other places. So, so firstly, it's important to understand those nuances when it comes to Sophic. But let's understand a little bit about, about Brera and, and, and how Brera works. So the Rav Shimon Shkop is, of course, Rav Shimon Shkop was a Talmud of Rav Chaim Briska and others was a Rosh Hashiva in, in, in Grodna, was Rosh Hashiva in Tells for a time, and is a, is a very big influence in my thinking because uh, my father came from Tells, which was Rav Shimon's whole methodology of thinking, and, uh, and my Rosh Hashiva, Rebellion Mishkovsky, was a Talmud of Rav Shimon Shkop, actually learned with Rav Shimon Shkop. So, so Reb Shimon was a big, a big influence in my life. And Reb Shimon, was, his reasoning, as you'll see now, was way ahead of his time. And the importance of Reb Shimon is he used svore, he used logic, and he used psychology, he used human nature, he used things that weren't used until that time to understand the Gemaras and to understand Halacha. And he says, V'zehu ikara yisod bedin breire, in Shire Yosho. So he writes this amazing work, the Shire Yosho, which is all about Sophic. Because everything in Halacha, as I've said to you once before, everything about in Halacha is about how to manage uncertainty. Because where's something certain, you don't need Halacha. That, that's, that's a din. You don't need Halachic reasoning is to live with certainty in a world of uncertainty. Because we're uncertain about everything. That's the nature of the world in which we are. Nothing is certain. And that's what Halacha does. And Shaira Yosha deals with the world of Sphakas and, and how you resolve them. And he says in passing in a complex section on Brera, demand amar yesh Brera sover da amrinan shekvar haya omed lekach. Ata lo b'meshach hashiru v'achashav v'chakot. Anachnu lomdim Torah, atzachim lafzik ad shigamah. The uh, what, what what does it mean? So he says, every situation holds within it the potential for every probability. When you look at a moment in time, you've got to look at that moment as full of all its potential possibilities. All that Breira does is chooses which one. But the possibility was already there in the beginning. And uh, I, I'm no, no expert on, on quantum theory, but, but the little that I've, re- I've read and heard about it is just so amazing and explains so much in Torah and in, 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 in Halacha. I mentioned my fr- friend, my new friend, Joe Jaworski, uh, and, and his theory of, of, of leadership, his theory of human behavior, the theory you. And uh, he started on his whole journey of discovery. He was originally a lawyer, a very successful lawyer. His father was, in, was also a lawyer, was involved in the Nixon 
in, in the whole Nixon case, a, a very interesting guy. But he came across the work of David Bohm, who was a Talmud of Einstein and that group of people who was searching for a unified theory. David Bohm believed there's one theory that explains reality and we have to be able to find it because quantum theory, the, the way subatomic particles behave is different from the way the rest of the universe behaves. And they're two different theories. Newton and others can explain the one and quantum mechanics explains the others, but there's not a unified theory. And in quantum mechanics, I came across two rules that are paradoxical, but you've got to accept them both. A particle can be in quantum superposition where it behaves as though it is both here and there. Isn't that amazing? A, quant a, a subatomic particle can behave as if it's in two separate places. When measured, the particle will be found either here or there. But if you actually measure it, it's either here or there. That's Breira. The way a, a moment in time behaves, or the way a situation behaves is, it's this and that, and that, and that, and that. Every possibility is included in it. When you measure it, when something happens later on, the Chochem comes down and we clarify this, then the, the one potential develops. And that's an important principle to understand in life, that we carry within us in every moment of life, we carry within us all the potential possibilities. The problem is we cap them. We limit ourselves. The, 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 the possibilities are limitless. And, and they're all within us. Anything could happen. So that's how the coming of Mashiach, the fact that the Mashiach came anytime. The possibility is here, anytime. And, but it's not here. Yeah, it is here. And it's not here. All the different possibilities are possible. Your life at this moment, all the possibilities of what could happen today. If you think of the range of possibilities that could happen to you today, they're all in potential. They're all there. Just one has to be triggered. And you trigger it by your choices. That's what, that's what happens. And, and by allowing ourselves to live a little bit more with that unlimited potential and unlimited possibility and to operate with that feeling, with that understanding and to understand that we are, we are living in an energetic world. We are energy and the world around us are in, is, is energy. So we can drive ourselves towards potential much more easily if we don't limit it. If we don't see ourselves as limited by what we see right in front of us, there is no limit to what can be. And that's Rabbi Shimon's idea. Whatever turns out to be was already in potential in the past. It's not that something new gets created. It's not something new triggering. It's different from a tonight. It was already there. This is, was, was potentially there. So you've got this Eruv. And you don't know, is the Chochum coming from this side or that side? Or there are two Chochumim coming? You, th there's an event that you don't yet know. It's not that you don't have information. The information is not available. It's not there because the, it's only in potential. There's potential. It could come from the Mizrach. There's potential. It could come from the Mayru. Both potentials are contained within that moment. And within his Eruv, when he makes his Eruv, it contains both potentials. All that has to happen is one of the potentials that are there has to be triggered, which is triggered later on uh, by the event. Would it be possible to explain the from a theocentric perspective? In other words, I'm 